Jack, welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I am John, I'm your host as always. Thank you again for tuning in for, uh, this is a pretty dark episode we're going to do today. We're covering Megan is Missing from 2011 and uh, sitting at 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb and Google users has it at 67%. So uh, this this movie I hadn't really heard of until last year and then I guess a bunch of teenagers or whatever on TikTok uh clips of this had surfaced and it actually you know people thought this was like a real movie um it's it's not <laughs> i mean it's a real movie but it, it, it's not like uh you know the scenes of this movie weren't uh real um we give it an eight and a half out of ten uh this this is pretty it's really dark okay and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that and everything um it's thanksgiving for us here in in the states i'm not sure if anywhere else celebrates that or has a a holiday similar to that uh, on this year Thursday in late November. Uh, but if you're listening in the States, hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving or had a good Thanksgiving because this drops uh, the day after on Black Friday where we all trample each other to get a couple bucks off of, uh, you know, TV at Best Buy or something. Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys are, are, you know, enjoying your holiday season, the kickoff to the holiday season, I guess. So um, what beers are we drinking today? We're doing Magic Hat number nine. Um I know it's nothing special. Uh, it's a not quite pale ale, whatever the hell that means. It's five point one percent, sitting at three five six on Untapped. Um, this this beer is a little near and dear to my heart. Um, this was the one that that I can almost credit me investigating a little bit. Uh, you know the craft beer scene, so to speak. Uh, my cousin actually took me out to a bar near his house years ago. I mean, it was like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, something like that, and. Um, you know, we went up, had had some beers and bullshitted, and he's like, "Oh, you got to try this beer." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." It wasn't a big beer guy at that point. I just kind of drank Miller Lite to get by, or like Captain and Coke, nothing crazy. And I tried this beer, and I was like, "Well, what the hell is this? This actually, this is different. It's got some flavor to it." And it kind of like opened my eyes that there's like way more out there than just you know our cheap domestics that we're so used to, um, the ones that pay for Super Bowl spots anyway. <laughs> uh, so ooh, I hear the I hear the baby up and up and running. Give me one second here. And yeah, we're back. We're back just like that. Uh, sorry again for the little minor interruption here. Like I said, it is Thanksgiving, so uh, it's a little hectic. We're getting ready to get the turkey going here and all that stuff. And we've had a hectic week, man. I wanted to get this done way earlier, but just, you know, we're dealing with electrical problems now. It's just like one thing after another. Like nothing, nothing you know, world ending or anything. Just real dumb, annoying shit, <laughs> you know? And like, we like don't have power in like parts of our house right now. And it's just, it's just frustrating. We're hosting you know, our family over tonight. So, okay. Anyway, back to, uh, to magic hat number nine. Anyway. So like I said, that beer was just, was kind of, you know, near and dear to my heart. Um, always liked it. I'll grab a six pack on occasion just to, you know, see what it was. And actually this six pack that I grabbed, uh, from a local spot. So beware of where you grab your craft beer from. Also, um, this place is not known for craft beer. Uh, it's just like this little dinky, uh, place over in, uh, in a place I grew up at, uh, right outside of the, uh, city of pittsburgh little little borough or whatever called hopewell and 
uh, they they don't take craft beer seriously. So this beer, I, don't, I mean, there's no date on it that I can see, but it's got to be like three years old. It doesn't taste anything like it, it's supposed to. Uh, the first beer I had was really good, and then everything else in there, uh, not great. So I'm guessing it's 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 just fucked. Um, anyway, next beer we're drinking: uh, barrel aged Old Rasputin. Ra- old Rasputin from uh, from North Coast uh, was one of those beers that, like, when when distribution started like picking up in the craft beer scene. Uh, way before the days of going to like stand in line for stuff. Um, well, maybe not, but before I did anyway. This is one of those ones that you heard about. And you're like, oh man, let's let's go try that. And it's a it's a really well done Russian Imperial Stout. Um, they threw it in barrels, you know, bourbon barrels, uh, and aged it, uh, sitting at eleven eleven point six percent. Jesus, uh, four point two six on untapped. Um, pretty highly rated beer here and uh it is as solid as they come and i figured we should pick a beer as dark as this movie uh because holy fuck man this this movie like i said uh <laughs> it's a rough one um thanks again for coming out uh, on the podcast here uh last week just quick shout out to austin over at frightmares and um you know we got some good things going on uh working for you guys in the future we are going to do a serbian film to end the year uh so if you haven't seen this movie, uh, buyer beware, man, don't, you, you really, it lives up to the hype. Okay. Everything, every bad thing you heard about it is true. Uh, how twisted it is. It's true. I, I'm not even entirely sure how this movie was, was legal, uh, to get made. I know it is banned in several countries and they had to cut out like a couple minutes just for it to be, uh, distributed, uh, in the States here. Um, so we got the uncut uncensored version. I have seen the one that I'm pretty sure it's the one, uh, that, that wasn't edited in any way. Um, uh, cause I had a buddy who used to download movies. Remember that guy? He was like a computer dude. And he's like, I'll get you any movie you want. And I'll put it on DVD, 45 bucks. <laughs> he was like that guy. Um, so I, started, I tracked down this movie and he ended up, you know, snagging it for me and I watched it. And I, I honestly had to pause the movie three separate times just to like comprehend what the fuck I was watching or at least attempt to, because I just never seen anything like it before. This movie just goes places that you've never seen another film do. And you probably will never see again. Um, it's really rough, but also at the same time, it's never mind. You know what? We're just going to save that for the episode. You'll find out exactly what I think about it. Uh, but just, if you haven't seen it, I'm just warning you, man, it's rough. <laughs> it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. You're going to watch it and you're like, why the fuck do people watch this movie? We're already getting, you know, some, some backlash on because we announced that we're reviewing it, you know, so that's already happening. Um, yeah, but anyway, thanks for coming on again, Austin. That was a lot of fun doing Midnight Meat Train last week. Uh, this week, uh, you know, we got, we got Megan is missing. So let's, uh, let's talk about what we liked about this movie. If you're looking for like something that's, that's going to make you think a little bit and, and you know make you feel you know, really uncomfortable and just like uneasy and kind of like dirty uh this is that movie it's because it's it's real horror right this is people do live this you know that you watch like a conjuring movie or something along those lines and you know there's shit flying off the wall and it's all hollywooded up you know pope's exorcist people flying across the room that shit doesn't happen in real life okay it just doesn't um but people do get abducted every day uh across the world and they get sold into human trafficking and all that stuff. And we're not diving down those conspiracy theories, you know, on like where they go or who's running the show or anything like that. Uh, but it is a reality that people do get abducted and sold into God knows what, you know, just there's some really unsavory people out there. So just always, you know, keep an eye out on, <laughs> on everything. Um, 
this movie, if you have like a daughter, especially will make you want to hug her a little tighter tonight because it gets dark. Uh, it gets very, very dark. Uh, but like I said, it's real horror and you know, it's, I think maybe that's, that's what I like, liked the, I liked about it was because that it, you know, once you saw like, it, you know, it's different when you watch one of these like Dateline specials and everything and they show all the pictures of the girl and how much she was well liked or the boy or whatever it was, you know, and she was a cheerleader and she was this and, you know, but this movie kind of shows you like these girls had personalities and they had lives and everything. And, you know, the, the acting is what it is. Uh, but you know, most children aren't actors in real lives, <laughs> you know, in real life. So, but what they show is, you know, what these people do after they get them. And that's, that's, oh, that was the really uncomfortable part to watch. Uh, I felt really, it left an impression on me. Let's just say that. Uh, what we didn't like about the movie, there was some really cringy dialogue uh, between quote unquote teenage girls uh, and teenagers in general. Uh, just some stuff that like, I, I mean, I, I wasn't a teenage girl growing up. Uh, so I don't know what they talk about, but I doubt they, they talk about it. They talk about the stuff that's in this movie. Uh, it seems like it came from a very, like a, like a dude wrote it. Um, and he did, uh, he did one other thing. Um, it wasn't really worth, you know, mentioning because he hasn't done all that much. Uh, but it is, uh, it is one of the lower rated films that we have done on this, uh, on this podcast, but it has a, you know, a, a cult following and, and now I see why. So it's, they say it's based on actual events. It's, it's not quite, um, it's loosely based on things that happen in real life. So there's no direct, you know, uh, story or anything like that, that influenced this. It's just like, this can happen (laughs) and it, and it has happened, I'm sure many times. Uh, and, and if any of the stuff, and, and I'm sure it's worse, you know, but any of the stuff that happens in this movie happens in real life. Uh, it, that's very scary. And it's, you know, man, this, this really tugged on my heartstrings here. Normally stuff doesn't get to me, but this one, this one got to me pretty hard. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to jump into some spoilers. Let me get a sip of beer here. Yeah. Like I said, there's just something off about this beer. It, it's normally like really like kind of floral, kind of nice, but, uh, I don't know. I might just have to move on to our next one. Unfortunately, you're not going to hear our favorite sound of the world because the bottle is already open. So we're just going to you know, pour it in there and uh, and go from there. Um, all right. So we're jumping into spoilers. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, come back at the 11 minute mark and uh, we'll talk about it. So it's a found footage style kind of, I got some like Lake Mungo vibes here with like the way it was kind of put together. It's not like a movie, right? It's like a bunch of clips. Uh, that are taken from either webcams or cell phones or video cameras or whatever and or news reports and, and kind of spliced together in, into one film. Um, and the movie opens up with like some girls talking about sex and partying. And like I said, it was, it felt very forced, the dialogue at, at times in this movie. Um, but, you know, like I said, and, and the acting isn't great. Uh, so early on in my notes, I'm just, I'm not a fan of what's going on here because it's, it's kind of cringy. It's kind of, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's just not, it's not drawing me in here. And I'm just like, well, I, I keep hearing that there's a, there's a huge payoff and all this stuff, but, uh, Megan is introduced. So is Amy. Um, and she's introduced and she's enticed by like the creepy old dude. You guys know that like they, the, 
they're still that guy. You probably don't associate with them uh, anymore. Uh, and if you do, you maybe need to take a look at your life and <laughs> maybe <laughs> do some new life choices here. Um, but the guy that like goes after high school girls and he's like 23 and he's still like going after 16 year olds and shit. And he's like, I can get you alcohol, you know, and, and I can get you, you know, get you some drugs. If you just tell me how like cool I am, you know what I mean? He's like, like one of those guys, like, well, actually, you guys probably know a guy like this. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. And that's, of course, from uh, Dazed and Confused. It's a little fun drop. I'm having fun with these drops. It's cool, like, you know, working that into the thing. So I hope you guys enjoy, too. Um, hopefully my Yorkie stays calm because he just got out of his crate. I'm going to see if I can get him back in there real quick. Hold on. Problem solved. He's back in his crate. So, all right, we're good to go. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Megan's enticed by, you know, uh, this and, and Amy's not really about it, but, um, you know, she, she wants to, she's kind of like the grounded, you know, uh, and, and the, the character's relatable, right? Like, so like Amy's kind of a goody goody and Megan's kind of the one that has like a troubled childhood, but she likes not secretly hangs out with Amy, but like she, Amy's like her real friend and the rest of her friends, quote unquote, are, you know, they're, they're like the mean girls. They're like kind of the bitches, uh, that, that'll stab you in the back first chance they get, uh, as long if you do something that isn't cool, you know, and Amy is not cool in their eyes because she's kind of a goody goody, you know, she's still a virgin, which they make a point to talk about early on in the movie and all this other stuff. And, uh, so, you know, she's kind of like, you know, just like a girl that like studies and keeps her house clean and all that, you know, not her house clean, but her room clean. They, they talk about that later in the movie. She's just very put together. That's all. And so she's not going through this crazy, like roller coaster of emotions that, that Megan is that you find out later what's going on. But, you know, early on, you just see that it's like a, a very low budget film. I think it was only like 30 grand. Uh, I, I think I saw it and I don't know what it, what it pulled in, but I think it only costs like 30 grand to make this movie. Uh, but it's, it's, pretty well done uh considering how much was you know how much it was made for uh but the acting and the dialogue is very very basic you know there's the cliche dad who comes in and he's like adjusting his tie the entire time he's on camera like bro we get it you're a businessman you're going to fucking work uh you don't have to if if you're having this much trouble with your tie like maybe <laughs> maybe consider a different profession uh but you know he calls his daughter a princess and you know hello princess we love you princess and it's like that same predictable predictable uh sitcom commentary you know it, it's just real annoying and forgettable and i just didn't find it necessary to even introduce him as a character but you know we're powering through we're hoping to get to the payoff and you know i'm glad we did because it really does so the girls uh you know all head to this party and like i said before there's underage drinking and drugs and and all that stuff there's like creepy cringy dialogue the entire time um you know amy doesn't really want to be you know a part of any of this she's just kind of like has a beer and kind of sits off in the corner she's not dancing like the girls are like making out with dudes and whatever so this weird like mtv cribs thing starts happening where this guy in this like aeropostle shirt from 20 fucking 10 comes out and he's like check out this sweet fucking party we're at it's raging and it's just this empty house with like six people dancing in it in like four different rooms and they're trying to make it out to be this like this party's off the hook, man. And it's just it's not. So you know it, they keep doing this for a while. They're they're beating it kind of to death. And some of, some of the movies a little drawn out. But uh, again, you're just you're just powering through. And trust me, you know 
just buckle in because it's a ride. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to like it. I'm not, but you know, just ride it out, and at least you'll you'll understand why they're you know this movie gets the attention that it does. Um, so someone tries forcing himself on Amy. She's not about it. She like denies him, and then he hits her and calls her like a fucking bitch. Uh, and if you've ever done that to a woman, uh, you're a piece of shit. Or if you know anybody that's done that, they're a piece of shit. Any guy that puts their hands on a fucking woman, you're a fucking douchebag. Uh, and, and that's, that goes hand in hand with these fucking, you know, uh, these types of guys that that are, you know, preying on high school girls that are vulnerable and whatever. Like they're the scum of the earth. They're fucking losers. Uh, and again, if you're that guy or you know that guy and you listen to this podcast, you know, maybe, maybe make some life choices, you know, find someone your own size to fucking pick on you idiot. Um, anyway, so Amy's had about enough of this. She tries finding Megan, uh, and she comes in this room and she sees Megan giving, I guess, oral sex to this guy. You don't really, you know, uh, but she turns around and she's like about to throw up and all that stuff. And, you know, they close the door and they keep filming and all that stuff. But, uh, this was actually a really funny scene that came up. It's the only reason I'm talking about it is because it's actually, it's worth, you know, doing it. So camera guy's walking around. He's like, come on, girls, do something sexy. And the girl's like, like what? She's, he's like, I, I don't know. Like whatever, just do something, do something hot. He's like, you know, one of those fucking idiots. Uh, so the girl takes out cocaine. Like what fucking high school has cocaine? I don't have a budget like that. I would have had to save up like a month's worth of lunch money that I got from my mom, uh, to even think about getting cocaine. Mountain Dew was fine enough for me back then. I didn't need to up the ante at all. Uh, but you know, whatever, different strokes for different folks. Um, <laughs> so the girl, she pulls out cocaine. You think, I guess that's what it is. It's, it's what it, I don't know, it's what it looks like it is. Uh, she pours a little bit on her, her tongue and she starts making out with this other girl. Uh, and they're like really making out and they're just focused on her for a little too. I can like I said, these are like supposed to be like high school kids and they're just like really focusing on the sexuality and the, the dialogue between them the whole, like the whole time. And it's like a little aggressive and just a little uncomfortable. Uh, but anyway, I guess there's kind of a purpose behind it. We could talk about that later in the movie, but so the, the girls are making out and, and like the guy kind of zooms in on the camera, these two, and then you just see like vomit, just cover them, like cover their faces. And it's Amy. She got too sick and she just fucking puked all over them. Like a, like a bird would shit on you. Like <laughs> it was fucking funny as hell. Uh, but yeah, I have up until this point, this movie sucks. Uh, but looking back on it, it's, you know, it's not terrible. Um, so they have this, uh, there's, this is like the next uncomfortable scene that, that I can think of. And I don't, I don't think that, I'm like I said, I wasn't a high school girl and I have never given a blowjob uh, that I know of. But there's a really in-depth conversation between uh, Megan and Amy about giving a blowjob. And it and it's like really in-depth and, and they're just talking about it and talking. And again, it's just like, what is this obsession talking about like teenage sex and sex acts? And like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, and they just keep talking about it. Megan gets screamed at by her mom. And this isn't the first encounter. You already see that there's some kind of tension between Megan and her mom. She gets screamed at to like go to bed. And, you know, Megan's kind of like still, she's like, yeah, fine. I'll go to bed, whatever. And keeps talking to Amy or whatever, like real quietly, like we've all done. And uh, says that, you know, she wants to run away. I can't stand her anymore. I don't want to be here. But you don't really understand why. Because uh, it doesn't, until then, you don't really have any context as to why they have any kind of, you know, why they have a bad relationship or anything. Um, but that does change, uh, 
pretty much right after this scene. So Amy gets herself a new camera, I guess for her birthday or whatever. Um, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And again, just like dumb, pointless dialogue of just like, Hey, be teenage girls. And they're like, okay, ha ha ha. Let's, why don't you strip you slut? Uh -huh, you bitch. I would never do that. Just like this, just dumb, you know, like I, I don't know, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that much about being a teenager, but then again, I don't remember having a webcam as a teenager either. So maybe it would have been different back then, but technology is so much different now. Uh, anyway, so they start talking, but she's like, I, how about I give you an interview? Amy says to, to Megan. And this is where you find out that Megan had a really traumatic childhood. Uh, she was raped by her stepfather at nine years old and continued being raped uh, for two years until he got sent to prison, which they never say, I don't think why he got sent to prison, but her mom kind of held it against her and wasn't really happy about it. She tried telling her mother and she was like, no, I don't, I don't believe you. Um, so now I get why she doesn't want anything to do with her mom. And now you understand. Um, but it, it gets, you know, it gets kind of real here really quickly. It goes from being this like really bad American pie movie to like, okay, there's some depth now. There's some substance to it. You, you start feeling empathy for the character or sympathy. I never remember the difference between those two words. Uh, you, you start feeling some kind of pithy for the character. Um, <laughs> um, and now, but now you can kind of see why she likes Amy so much because Amy's like pure and she has like a good structure and a good home life and everything. And not everybody has that. So, you know, if you know someone going through a hard time man, and you got things going well for you, fucking put your arm around their shoulder, help them out, you know, let them get a show. Be nice, be nice. Unless, uh, you know, someone that picks up high school chicks and tries to bang them when they're like underage then fuck that guy. Uh, you know, don't be nice to him. <laughs> that's the message for today. Uh, because that's where this movie's heading. So, uh, you know, Amy shows, you know, she takes her little webcam thing on a journey and shows her a very innocent video of how she likes to, you know, these are my bears, my stuffed animals, and this is my house. And I like to, we like to keep it clean. And this is my mom and blah, blah, blah. And the scene jumps to like a different date because it's all set up in dates, right? It's not scenes. It's like, this happens on January 1st. This happens on January 2nd. And they kind of splice it together that way. So, uh, Megan, Oh, wait, I skipped a part. You naughty boy. Um, <laughs> that happens. This happens first. We'll just do uh, both scenes together. So one of Megan's friends reaches out to her and says, hey, I have a new boy for you to read, uh, meet. He's really nice and uh, he's this and whatever. But uh, they, you know, they send a picture and, oh, he's cute and this and that. And like, yeah, he's real cool. So send him his info. And they talk via like webcam kind of deal. And I, I kind of wonder if Lex was in on this whole thing or or not. I, you're not really sure. Uh, I guess not because she's fine by the end of the movie and doesn't lead on that, that anything ever happened. But so, you know, um, it all starts with her wanting to go to another party and Megan doesn't really want to do that. And you, you kind of see how impressionable, you know, like we all were, you know, I'm in my thirties now. I, I just, you know, I don't want to do something. I don't do it. <laughs> I just say like, nah, man, I don't feel like coming out right now or just whatever. I don't want to do that. But back then you didn't want to be the loser. You didn't want to be not cool. You didn't want to not have friends. So you'd always do stuff that, that, you know, maybe you didn't want to do. And, you know, sometimes put yourself into uncomfortable situations. And, you know, luckily I came out unscathed and I know luckily a lot of us did because we did some shit that we probably, you know, 
you know, statute of limitations, don't want to tell your parents, but you can get away with it now. But <laughs> there's some things that only a few people know you did or whatever you were involved with. So, but, you know, it kind of takes you back to being an impressionable teenager. And so she gets introduced to Josh and he's very, he comes off as nice, but you can see how he's like manipulating her, right? Like mentally saying how pretty she is and how this and how that. And, you know, she just, Megan just wants like attention, uh, but like good attention. She's like, I just want to be loved. You know, I'll give you whatever you need. Just like, just love me. That's all I want. And, uh, you know, who doesn't want love, but you can see how like hormones are kind of dictating how you, you live your life. Uh, and, and you can see some red flags if you're watching, uh, and Megan's just falling for it. She's just falling for it. And I think this is why this movie's kind of important is because you can see how somebody could manipulate a younger person into falling for something that, that happens in this, this movie. Um, so they're supposed to meet at this party. It doesn't happen. Josh and Megan are supposed to meet. It doesn't happen. Um, Josh reaches out again and says, Hey, you know, really sorry. Uh, you're very pretty. You're very popular. I didn't want to interrupt. I saw you with your friends and all this other stuff. Like he's stalking her. And she thinks that this is like kind of cute and it's not cute at all. If you're being stalked, it's not okay. <laughs> um, so brings Amy over to, you know, validate or give the approval of Josh and Josh talks to her for like five minutes. And she's like, yeah, that's, he's a good guy. Five minutes on a, on a webcam conversation is not an indicator of somebody's character. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> Megan is supposed to go on a, a movie date with her friend. And, uh, I can't recall if they actually do go on the movie date or not. I think they do. And then they come back to the house and that's where this, uh, this all happens. But Megan goes out to meet Josh and never comes back. So right away, you just assume that Josh is behind it. Amy reaches out to a bunch of friends and none of them wanted, you know, none of them want anything to do with her. She can't get a hold of anybody. I think it's been like a day or two and they talk all the time. So this is why it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of stands out. So she reaches out, reaches out to Josh. Josh is downplaying everything, saying like, oh yeah, she never showed up. I don't know what's going on. And uh, he's like, I don't, she, she buys it initially. Um, what rant do I have in here? Uh, I say something like, this is just the movie, but you know, I was a teenager once and I remember that sense of wanting to be independent, you know, and showing your parents, you can make the right choices and your friends or whatever. So that way they wouldn't look, watch you like a hawk. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, we you did some stuff you you probably shouldn't have done because your parents, you know, trusted you to make the right decision after you showed them that you could, you know, X amount of times. But anyway, so new segment drops. Um, this is where I get the, the Lake Mungo vibes about Megan being missing and they do this whole thing. And uh, I don't understand why later in the movie they do like a reenactment, uh, which doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> But they do like, they think it's like a good idea to do this, like really cheesy and shitty reenactment of what it would have looked like. Like, and the director's like, I'm just trying to do this vision. Maybe it'll help the police. Like the police are fucking really good at their job, man. Uh, you're just a shit ass director from call, you know, some college film director trying to make his name and off and piggyback off of some tragedy. Uh, I always feel bad for the, uh, for the newscasters and everything and stuff like that. Like you guys, I don't watch the news very often, but I mean, obviously I've seen it a thousand times. I'm sure you guys have too. And it's basically the same report every single time. It's like, so somebody was shot in this neighborhood. Um, 
traffic sucked really bad this morning. There was an accident. Uh, this house was on fire. Uh, and here's your weather report. Hopefully it's not as hot as it was in that house this week. Right, Doug? Ha, ha, ha. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how they go from something so dark because there's nothing good on the news, right? There's never anything good. It's always bad stuff. You know, just local news, I mean. But anyway, uh, kind of getting off subject here. But we start getting into, you know, teenage psychology here. So there's the security cam footage of Megan's abduction and all that other stuff. And a man approaches her and, and yanks her and that's gone. And that's all you see. You don't see anything else. And it doesn't look like Josh because that's not the picture that's going around that looks like Josh. But that's exactly what he wants you to think. You, know, you get a fake picture, you make up a screen name and you can be anybody, right? Until it comes time to meet that person. Now it's probably a little harder. Uh, but back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was really easy to just do something like that and be totally anonymous online. Uh, but now with digital footprints and all this other crazy shit, it's harder to get away with that stuff. And thank God for that. But it still happens. Um, so Josh reaches out to Amy yet again and says, this is where you find out that he's a real piece of shit. Now, you know, it's him. And he's talking about like, you know, shut your fucking mouth. Stop talking to the cops. Stop talking to everybody. You know, stop. Uh, just stop being you. Because uh, you're fat and you don't have any friends and nobody likes you and you're ugly and you're all this other stuff. And that's why my, Megan left you probably. She used to tell me how bad you were as a friend and how you were a loser and all this stuff. And just like, it's hard enough being a teenager. You know, like these are like the most pivotal moments of your life while you're living them, right? 10 years later, they're meaningless. 15, 20 years later, my high school career, career, you know what I mean? Uh, meaningless. I talked to like, a couple of people from high school, but not many. Um, but while you're there fitting in and surviving every day, not getting picked on, not de- being bullied, like the depression and shit you go through, the the body dysmorphia of, of you know, day-to-day life uh, of being a high schooler or a middle schooler and, and all this other shit. It's crazy, man. Uh, your, the classes, how they divide. And I know we're getting off, uh, off topic here, but just like, you know, like the, the kids that don't have that much money and can't afford all the newest trends and styles and all that stuff. And, you know, this, this movie kind of dives into to some of that a little bit and just, you know, you see why people want to fit in and why they want to be popular and, and all that stuff. So, um, Amy talks about a little bit, the situation scaring her talks to the police about everything and you know josh isn't a huge fan of that says uh you know don't do it again because i'm watching you and um the movie stops for a second it goes to like a date because some pictures had surfaced pardon me um had surfaced of megan and they were on like a fetish website uh and one of them looked like like her nose was like peeled like like Everything was on her face was just open, right? They just like, not like ripped off, but just op- as open as they possibly could be as some kind of like torture device. And um, you then see that she was strapped into some kind of weird contraption and just probably violated. Um, it's it's terrible. Uh, it's very, very, you know, unsettling. And I hear the baby screaming. Give me one second. Uh, we're almost to the end of this. Uh, and then I'll finish this little bit of beer here and then we'll get going. So give me one minute. Yep, that's exactly what I thought was happening. The baby's freaking out because he's hungry. So uh, we're going to wrap the rest of this movie up here in the next five minutes or so and and get through this. Uh, Touch on the beer here. This BA Rasputin is wonderful. Uh, Like any stout, 
um, the more it warms up, the more you taste and the barrels coming through beautifully. Um, it's not as good as my favorite release, which comes out on Friday, uh, tomorrow, today, whatever, <laughs> uh, bourbon County. So we're definitely going to do one of those, uh, maybe to end the year. I'm not sure. Um, but that's like my favorite barrel aged stout of all time. It's very accessible. It's cheap. It's, I mean, cheap as far as like great ones go. Uh, but anyway, okay. So let's get through this. Um, so, uh, you, you know, you see the, the, the pictures of Megan and, and she's in some kind of, you know, device and she's trapped and she's stripped under her underwear. And you just imagine that very bad things have happened to her. And again, what, when you see this, um, and, and you think that this movie is, is kind of, again, real horror, um, and that this has probably happened to somebody in real life. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's unsettling more than it's scary. I mean, it is scary, but you know what I mean? It's just, it just rubs you the wrong way. So Amy starts logging this video diary of, you know, she thinks that the search team's given up and, and all that stuff. And she starts going to, you know, all these places that Amy used to hang or her and Megan used to hang out and, um, in hopes of maybe, you know, seeing her again or something. And while she's sitting here talking her heart out, a hand reaches out and snatches her. And, you know, next, next day there's like a news report or whatever confirming, um, exactly what you think happened she was abducted by josh um so now we're near the end of the movie and a little thing comes up on the screen says the last these are the last two 22 minutes that were found unedited uh, and they were on amy's camera so here we go this is the fucking this is the money shot here this is what you came for this is what you you strapped in you, you, you made it through and now it's about to get really 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 uncomfortable um you know there's there's a girl screaming. She's locked up in some kind of room. It's like a like a basement. Um, and he opens up the door and it's Amy. She's in her underwear, chained around her neck. Uh, there's no lights. He just like blasts her with a fucking bucket of water. Uh, she's pleading for her life. Let me go, please. I'm sorry, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Um, and it's just uncomfortable to watch. You don't want to see anybody go through stuff like that, you know, because like I said, this feels very real. And, and anytime you, you, you dabble into that real stuff, this is, I don't know, this is where it starts bugging me a little bit, I guess. Um, so on to the next scene, Amy, again, she's starting to get kind of broken down a little bit, right? She's a little more calm and he offers her uh, a teddy bear, you know, and says, but I'll give it to you, but you have to eat uh, the bowl, you know, eat this bowl of food that I've given you like an animal, you know, no hands. She's like on her fucking, you know, face eating this food out of a, out of a bowl, you know? Uh, it's, 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 it's uncomfortable, you know, forcing, watching someone force another human being to do this. And again, like I said, this is probably not too far off of what happens sometimes. And there, you know, unfortunately there might be somebody out there right now living this very real horror. And I think that's why, like I said, I, I was so, you know, it left such an impression on me. Oh, I mean, how could another human being do this to another human being? Like I mean, unless the person like, never mind, we're not getting into that. <laughs> unless they're like a real piece of shit and they like did this, uh, and then you do that like eye for an eye roll, you know what I mean? Like that's the only time maybe uh I could justify it as, you know, like a cruel punishment, but then you're not any better than that person. Yada yada. You get my point. Okay, enough for the morality police. Now comes a scene that isn't very great. Um he brings her out, says, do you, you know, after she's done eating, gives her the bear, brings her out, bends her over a table, uh, and rapes her and 
a bloody hand comes into view indicating that her virginity was taken. And you can just see like, like the hope and life just kind of drain from her face while this is happening. Um, this is, this is her hell now. She doesn't like hope is gone. She just assumes that this is, this is it. Uh, she's, you don't know how many days she's been in there or what's going on, but you know, we get to the next day. Wakes her up and says, do you want to go home? Do you want to go see your mommy and daddy? Do you want to, you know, do you want to go do this? She says, yes. She gets very excited. Some life comes back to her. She peps up a little bit. He said, all right, all you have to do is get in this barrel because I don't want you to see where I live. And she says, okay, yeah, sure. And when he opens the barrel, you see Megan's decaying corpse. He picks her up and throws her in this fucking barrel where her best friend is already dead in there and God knows what fluids and, or, you know, what that smells like. I couldn't even fucking imagine. And he puts her in there, locks her in there, and and that's it with her dead friend. Just in there. She's screaming. She's gagging. She's coughing. This is this. It's the worst. It might be the worst way to die. In a horror movie, like, there are some really painful deaths you've seen. But this is just another level of twisted. Take, oh my God, that's, it's brutal. I can't think of much, many things worse. You know, like I said, there's more, more forms of torture, but just imagine a slow death uh, in a, in a barrel uh, that you can't get out of. You're running out of air and your best friend that you're, you know, is dead. <laughs> She's been dead for however many days and you're stuck in there with her with God knows, you know, like I said, what just, oh my God. Oh, it's rough. All right. Enough dwelling on that. Next scene, there's a man digging a hole. It's Josh. And you see the barrel, you know, kind of in frame. She's offering him everything, you know, anything and everything. You know, I'll love you. I'll do whatever you want. I'll call you master. I'll call you king. You're the greatest. I'm so sorry I did any, if I did anything to, you know, irritate you. And you see, like, is it is it Stockholm Syndrome? Is she, like, actually falling for her captor? Is it just you know, a desperate plea to try to like, just get out and maybe escape someday. You know, you, you don't really know. Uh, but it's sad. Nonetheless, it, it does drag on a little bit. It, this goes on for, it felt like 10 minutes. Uh, it might not have been that long, but he digs the whole hole, like the entire hole. Uh, they show the whole thing, the entire thing. That's a lot of holes in one sentence. Um, <laughs> and he dumps the barrel in there, unopened, mind you, just tips it on its side. So whatever is in there, whatever liquids and everything else is sloshed around. Uh, and your dead friend's now like on top of you or whatever it is. And you're just in, you, there's no room for you to maneuver. And he just starts burying the barrel until, you know, and it's slowly, you know, you, you can't hear them as well anymore and you can't hear her as well. And then it's just gone. You don't hear any more screams and that's it. And Josh makes his way out of the woods like nothing ever happened. And he leaves Amy in this barrel to eventually suffocate with her dead friend in there. And that's it. Missing posters come up in some innocent videos of the girls to end the movie. Uh, wow, man, what a dark fucking movie to do on, on, a, on a holiday. I guess this is a reason to be thankful that I do have all the things that I have and the friends that I have and the health and all this other stuff, because, you know, like I said, this movie is, is like real horror. This, I'm sure that 
things like this have happened and happen daily, uh, and we don't know about it. Um, but to anybody that's had to go through something like this, my God, Whew, real perspective setter there. Uh, anyways, uh, hope you guys, <laughs> Oh, this is a darker episode for sure. If you lasted this long, thank you for tuning in. really do appreciate it. I got to go tend to my baby and then we got to get this little Turkey, not him, but a Turkey in the oven. Uh, yeah. And get ready for, get ready for the feast. So next week, uh, I'm going to go try to see Thanksgiving. Um, and drop it next week. If I can't make it, you know, we'll, we'll do something else, but, uh, the schedule is kind of up in the air right now because of all of our moving pieces that we have here, but we're still going to get you content on Friday, every Friday until the end of the year. Um, and that's, that's it going forward. So hope you guys have a great holiday. If you know, you celebrate it, if not, hope you have a great day in general, you know, the weekends here, it's, this is fun. Uh, it's my favorite time of the week. So, uh, yeah. I guess we'll talk to you guys next week and uh, stay safe out there. Cheers.